Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. May 15th, 2016. Hey everyone, happy Tuesday and welcome to the FC Podcast. I'm Bobby, thanks for hanging out today. Before I let Pastor Justin deliver the message, I just want to let you know that Nadia Crisp will be in the lobby after church this Sunday to talk about our new ministry, FC Fosters. We just launched it last week and it's there to be a touch point between our foster families here in the church and anyone who's willing to help them give the kids in their care the best life possible. For more info on how you can help out, or if you're a foster parent who would like to sign up, be sure to head to the lobby and talk to Nadia. And that's it. It's my pleasure to introduce well, Pastor morning, Justin Foundation Church. Good to see everybody here today. Um, real quick, touching on what Nadia Crisp just announced, we are starting a new ministry here for our foster care families. Um, we think people that are fostering kids, man, it is a huge, huge uh, need that is being met, and we wanna help those families out because I like going on dates with my wife. I'm sure some of you like going on dates with your wives. Nod now, say just nod. Um, I'm trying to help you out, man. Um, and, and, and sometimes when you're fostering, man, you can feel like you're just battling the whole world on your own, and as a church, we have two, we have several values, but two of our five values is this. We are better together and save people, serve people. We are better together as a church when we're doing life together and we're not just on our own island, but we're doing life together, life is better. And we can do life better when we do it together. But also, we say save people, serve people. Not everybody is called to foster, I understand that. Um, But all of us can do something to help these foster families. And so if you would be interested in praying, in taking a meal over, in just letting parents get away and just not have to mess with kids, let's just be honest, you know, and you can just have adult conversation without being interrupted. Um, if you can do this, man, sign up in the lobby today because we want to do something tangible and real that can help these families. We've gotta be safe people that serve people and we gotta do life together. So if you can help us out with that, um, sign up in the lobby. Also, if you are a foster care family and we have not contacted you yet, Nadia hasn't contacted you, um, chances are we don't know you're fostering and so we want to make sure we can be there for you as a church and help you. So make sure you go and talk to Nadia. This is an awesome ministry that um, we are kicking off. Today we are in a series called The B Team. The B team, and today my sermon is entitled 
Rehoboam, a man of God and surfing. Rehoboam, a man of God and surfing. And this whole series has been kind of taking um, characters and people that are recorded in the scriptures and recorded in the Bible, but most of us really haven't heard much about them. We don't really know a lot about them. And, and taking some practical truths from their life and learning from them. And so today, we've got a lot of scripture today for you, and our passage is gonna be found in 1 Kings chapter 12, if you've got your Bible, or you can open your live event on your uh, Bible app on your phone. Um, 1 Kings chapter 12, which is also the version app. 1 Kings chapter 12, verses one through 14, and then we're gonna end with verse 19, 16 through 19. It says this, Rehoboam, went to Shechem where all Israel had gathered to make him king. And when Jeroboam, son of Nabat, heard of this, he returned from Egypt, for he had fled to Egypt to escape from King Solomon. The leaders of Israel summoned him, and Jeroboam and the whole assembly of Israel went to speak with Rehoboam. Now, Rehoboam is Solomon's oldest son. Solomon has passed away. They're getting ready to make Rehoboam king, and so this is what's going on. Uh, the, the assembly there, kind of headed by Jeroboam, said this, your father was a hard master, they said. Lighten the harsh labor demands and heavy taxes that your father imposed on us, then we will be your loyal subjects. Rehoboam replied, give me three days to think this over, then come back for my answer. So the people went away. This is a proper response, a good idea, give me time to think it over. Verse six, then King Rehoboam discussed the matter with the older men who had counseled his father Solomon, what is your advice, he asked. How should I answer these people? The older counselors replied, if you're willing to be a servant to these people today and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your loyal subjects. But Rehoboam rejected the advice of the older men and instead asked the opinion of the young men who he had grown up, who had grown up with him and were now his advisors. What is your advice, he asked them. How should I answer these people who want to lighten the burdens imposed by my father? The young men replied, this is what you should tell those complainers who want a lighter burden. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist, sucker. Yes, my, the sucker part's not in the scripture actually, um, but kind of get the attitude behind it. Yes, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. Ah, you know, and, and they're just like, I'm gonna notch you, you're gonna be extreme, I'm gonna be even more extreme, you know. Um, and so I, I kind of hear the macho man Randy Savage voice when they're saying this too. Um, I slept real good last night, verse 12. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to hear Rehoboam's decision just as the king had ordered. But Rehoboam spoke harshly to the people for he rejected the advice of the older counselors and followed the counsel of his young advisors. He told the people, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm gonna make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. He actually took the line. He took the bait. He actually said, scorpion. I'm just like, no, Rehoboam. Um, so verse 16, here's what happens. Here's the fallout. You can imagine this didn't go over well at all. I mean, this, this was not, not good at all. Verse 16, when all Israel realized the king had refused to listen to them, 
they responded down with the dynasty of David. Now, hold on. David was the king two, two kings ago. They loved David. David was like the people's, he was the man of God and the, 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 the king that God chose. But man, he was the shepherd boy, the comeback story, the nothing, the nobody that came out of nowhere. And I mean, people loved David. Solomon had made this into like the, the kingdom of the entire world at this moment. People and advisors were traveling from all over the world just to seek the wisdom of Solomon. And we come to this place, and here's how Israel was responding to Rehoboam, Solomon's oldest son, down with the dynasty of David. We have no interest in the son of Jesse. Back to your homes, O Israel. Look out for your own house. Oh, David. So the people of Israel returned home. But Rehoboam continued to rule over the Israelites who lived in the towns of Judah. King Rehoboam sent, and I struggle with this name, Adoniram. We're just going to, next service, I'm just going to say it really fast. Um, who was in charge of forced labor to restore order, but the people of Israel stoned him to death. And when this news reached King Rehoboam, he quickly jumped into his chariot and fled to Jerusalem. And to this day, the northern tribes of Israel have refused to be ruled by a descendant of David. I mean, let me break down just a little bit of what's going on, what's happened. So Rehoboam, we've already established, is Solomon's oldest son. He becomes king, and all of Israel comes and says, hey, the tax is too much. Doesn't that sound familiar right now? Um, the tax is too much. The workload is way too much. Man, can you just give us a break? And so Rehoboam goes to men who are wise, who have counseled <clears throat> Solomon, said, what do you guys think? And they tell him something he doesn't want to hear. And so the Bible says he rejects their advice. Here's the deal, and what we need to understand is Rehoboam didn't need to make the country more rich. He didn't need the taxes as heavy as they were because it was already the richest kingdom in the world. He didn't need more control or more power because he was already being made king. What Rehoboam needed to do was humble himself. And somebody told him something that he didn't want to hear, so he rejected their advice, and he went around with his buddies that he hung out with. And he took their advice. And all of a sudden what happens is, uh, is Israel is made up of 12 tribes. 10 of the 12 tribes have split off now. And they make Jeroboam, not Rehoboam, Jeroboam their king. And Israel, of, of those 10 tribes, become very, very following after other gods. As you continue to read on in this chapter, Jeroboam's like, well, we can't go to Jerusalem and worship at the temple, so I'm gonna make two golden calves. And you're like, you already tried this once. It didn't work out real good. Just ask Moses. Um, he makes two golden calves. They start worshiping him. And, and Rehoboam, all of a sudden, his kingdom is split to two tribes, the tribe of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin. And he has lost it for the rest of his life. No dynasty, no lineage of David ever, ever rules over Israel again as a whole. In fact, the nation of Israel has never made all those 12 tribes whole to be ruled over by an Israelite ever, ever again. 
And here's what I learned, and here's what this just screams at me. There's two things that scream off the pages of Rehoboam's story to me. And the first one is this, who you surround yourself with and listen to will cost you or reward you. Who you surround yourself with and, and, and who you listen to will cost you or it will reward you. Rehoboam surrounded himself with his buddies. And Rehoboam didn't like the advice that he was given, so he didn't listen to the advice. He didn't heed the advice from Solomon's advisors. He just pushed it away, because I know better, and I'm gonna find somebody that's gonna tell me what I wanna hear. So he went from the people who made the king great, Solomon and his advisors, to all of a sudden getting himself around his buddies who told him stuff that he wanted to hear. And here's the crazy thing about Rehoboam. You're like, well, that's what any 20-year-old would do. Rehoboam is 41 years old. At this stage, at this time in his life, he's 41 years old. According to Mike Gundy, he's a man. He's 40, a man. Here's a, this isn't some adolescent making, making a bad choice. No, no, no. He is a 41-year-old that had all the potential in the world, but his reality cut into his potential. And some of you, you know what? Your reality, you've got all the potential in the world. Man, you've got all the potential to be a great husband, to get, to get advancements at work, to get promotions. You've got all the potential to be a great follower of God, to be this man or this woman of God that God has called you to become. But what happens is the people we have surrounded ourselves with have cost us and our reality has been cutting into our potential. And I'm telling you, hear me. Hear me. Who you surround yourself with who you do life with, who you hang out with, and who you listen to, and your life, it will cost you or it will reward you. It's just true. And adults, this is true for you. This is, this is not something your teenager needs to hear. Your teenager needs to hear it, but quit elbowing them and listen to this this morning. Because I said this as a youth pastor and it's so applicable, but this is even more true for us that are adults. Show me who your friends are and I'll show you your future. And it's just true. Show me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. It's just true. It's just a true statement. And we wanna say stuff like this, well, well I'm an adult now. You're an adult now. You're right, you are an adult now. But that doesn't make this less true for you. In fact, if anything, it makes it more true for you. And let me, uh, your teenager, it's okay for them to make mistakes. It's okay for them to screw up. They, they can recover very quickly, but for you and I, that we're in adults, and, and man, you're married, you've got kids, you've got jobs, can I tell you, there's a whole lot more at stake in the game right now. And it takes a whole lot longer for us to recover from it. And so hear me, who you surround, who you hang out with, and who you listen to, it will cost you, it will cost you, it will cost you, or it will be of huge benefit and reward to you. But you and I choose it.
The Bible says this. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 says this. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. You guys are like, oh, that's where that's from. I've heard that my whole life. It's in the Bible. I kind of did a video about that this week. It's in the Bible. Bad company corrupts good, good character. And I want us to leave this up for just a second. The, the, we, we hear this point. You know what I'm saying? We know this verse. Bad company corrupts good character. But you know where we miss this verse? The first four letters. Don't be misled. Another translation says don't be fooled. Don't fool yourself. And some of us, we think, well, I'm too much of a complete person now to allow others to influence me. No, you're not. No, you're not. The oldest son at age 41 years old who, who had a great dad whose dad was full of wisdom who wrote books about being wise and following wisdom's way was influenced and let bad company corrupt good character. It cost him. And can I tell you, you and I, if we want to be the person God has called us to be, we've got to be very careful about who we do life with. Because don't be misled, don't fool yourself, don't think you can handle it on your own. Bad company corrupts good character. Now this is not to say that we are to be Christians and we hide in this little hermit hole and we're like, what, what, you're sinning? <gasps> I cannot be a part of your life, you know, I'm sorry, that's not, no, 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 because here's what we believe at Foundation Church. We wanna be a place where the lost become found and our instant, instant reaction when we become found is that found people find people. Man, it is just a reaction. And so we're not just like, oh, you're messy, you're a mess. You're No, 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 no. But you've gotta be careful who are your influencers in your life. Who are you listening to? That's what this verse is talking about because the company you keep determines your character. The company you keep determines whether your potential will be reached or whether it will be sacrificed. And when you think you're the exemption of this rule, you're setting yourself up to be the example of its truth. And let me say that again, because that was really, really good. And that wasn't even in my notes. <laughs> when you think you're the exemption of this rule, you're just setting yourself up to be the truth of the example of the rule. Amen. Man, it's just true. So if you hang around negative people, guess what you're gonna start being? Negative. If, if you start hanging around people who like to talk about people and gossip about people, guess what's gonna happen to you? You're gonna start gossiping about people and talking about people. If you're hanging around people who are shady, who do questionable things, you're gonna start doing questionable things and you're gonna be known as a shady person. Let me get real honest, and Joe probably will amen me from the rooftops right now. If you hang out with cheaters, you hang out with people who are cheating on their wives and their husbands, guess what? Misery loves company. It wants to, it wants to minimize its effect. After a while, no, it's not me. Bad company, don't be misled. Don't fool yourselves. <laughs> Bad company corrupts good character. If you want to be a great person that loves God, that's passionate about their relationship with God, you got to surround yourself with those people. 
If you want to be a person that, man, you're stepping into the potential of who God has called you to be, you've got to surround yourself with those people. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14 says this, where there is no wise, intelligent guidance, the people fall and go off course like a ship without a helm. But in the abundance of wise and godly counselors, there is victory. I love the quote that says this, you can't fly with eagles as long as you keep walking with turkeys. You can't fly, I love that. Uh, you can't fly with eagles as long as you keep hanging around and walking with turkeys. And here's the deal, if you wanna be an eagle, you gotta get off the ground, you gotta separate yourself. And, what, what you mean, I've gotta change, that's it. That's our other value. Growing equals changing. We've covered all our five values this day. Um, growing equals, man, you, you've got to change. You gotta separate yourself. It says this in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22, out of the message, it says, refuse good advice and watch your plans fail. Take good counsel and watch them succeed. It didn't say, Refuse good advice and watch your plans. It didn't say refuse things, you know, that, that don't make you happy. Refuse things that, refuse everything that you don't wanna hear. No, 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 it says refuse good advice. Many times the reason we don't follow advice is because it's not the advice we wanted to hear. But if you've got people that care about you more than about your feelings, they'll give you honest good advice. And some of you, you have surrounded yourself with yes people, like Rehoboam. You've surrounded yourself with people who don't wanna tell you the hard stuff because they don't wanna hurt your feelings, but they're sacrificing you in the process. And you need to surround yourself with people who care more about you than your feelings. Those are called eagles. And if you want to surround yourself with the right people, you know what you have to do? You gotta find them. Because eagles don't, don't go hanging out with turkeys. They're not like, hey guys, what's up? You wanna hang out, gobble, gobble? You know, they don't, they don't, not, they don't you know, they don't do that. You know, and the great thing about being an eagle is on Thanksgiving, they don't need a presidential pardon to survive. You know, they're, they're just there. They're, they're there at all times. And here's the deal, if you want to become who God's called you to be, you've got to be intentional about surrounding yourself with those people. You've gotta do that, that's the action you've gotta take. But hear, hear me, when you find the right people, when you find the right company to keep that's gonna reward you, hear me, you've got to listen before you act. You've gotta, this is our second point, you've gotta listen before you act, but make sure you act. You've gotta listen before you act, but make sure you act, you've got to take action. First Kings chapter 12, verse 21 through 24, after our story with Rehoboam has begun, he's already split the kingdom, he hadn't even been king for just a few days. Here's what happens, verse 12, verse 21 through 24, he's jumped in his chariot, he took off to Jerusalem, and it says, when Rehoboam arrived at Jerusalem, he mobilized the men of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin. 180,000 select troops to fight against the men of Israel and restore the kingdom to himself. 
He's going to take the kingdom by force. He's going to do what he should have done in the first. I will show these sorry people what, what a stupid decision they've made. I'm going to war. But God said to Shemaiah, and I love this the description of him, the man of God. That's his description. Shemaiah, the man of God. And can I tell you, if there's a title ever I want, <laughs> is Justin, and don't you do it on Facebook today, the man of God, you know? But just when, when people are thinking, when I have died and passed away, they're like, man, he was a man of God. Man, he was a good father, he was a good husband, he was a good friend, but more than anything, he was a man of God. I love that description of Shemaiah, and some of you, that's what you need to be running after. Instead of being the great profession, or you were known for this, man, let's be known for being great men and great women of God. Shemaiah, the man of God, says to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, and to all the people of Judah and Benjamin and to the rest of the people, this is what the Lord says. Now, I want us to notice something. All of Rehoboam's hanging buddies, all the turkeys, they're not around anymore. Have you noticed that? They didn't go to Jerusalem with them. They're like, oh, everybody's mad, I'm out. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the only person that's there is Shemaiah, the man of God. And he says, this is what the Lord says. Don't fight against your relatives, the Israelites. Go back home. For what has happened is my doing. So they obeyed the message of the Lord and went home as the Lord commanded. Here's what screams off the pages. I, I love this story. Because Rehoboam made a really poor for first choice, and it cost him. Because he surrounded himself with the wrong people, it cost him dearly. But Rehoboam learned from his bad first decision. And I love what my wife said to one of her friends the other month. She said this, she said, don't make a bad next choice because of a bad first choice. Don't make a bad next choice because of a bad first choice. And Rehoboam didn't let his bad choice have a lot of little babies but he kept it self-contained. And he listened to it. This isn't what Rehoboam wanted to do. Rehoboam wanted to go to war. But Rehoboam listened before he took action. And for many of us today, if we could simply get this down, that we would listen before we take action, it would save us a ton of heartache, because here's what happens is we make a bad first choice, like Rehoboam made a horrible first choice, and so he wants to follow it up with a bad second choice, and it's gonna cost people tens, uh, uh, thousands of their lives. People are going to die all over the battlefield trying to reestablish Rehoboam's rule, and all of a sudden, Rehoboam surrounds himself with a man of God that says, you know what, this is what the Lord says, this is the directive from the Lord. Listen to what I'm saying before you take action. And because he listened before he acted, he saved himself from a lot of heartache and, and from making a bad next choice. And if you and I, man, you, you guess what? You're gonna make a bad choice still. Even if you've got great people that you have surrounded yourself with, we are human and we are going to make bad choices. 
If you are like me, you are going to get excited about something. I mean, I, I get excited about stuff. I'm like, oh, this is awesome, this is awesome, this is awesome, this is awesome, and I jump, and I don't think about it. I'm just like, this is, this is such potential here, and I, I jump, and I, you know, right now, I wanna buy this big new dog, just a b big, manly dog to eat my Westie poo. You know, I'm just like, eat it. I want you to sit on its face. You know, I'm just, <laughs> got issues. But this is not a good time for us to buy a big dog to sit on my Westie Pooh's face. It's just not, it's going to happen, but not at this stage. Here's the deal. If we can listen before we act, we're gonna save ourselves a lot of heartache. Here's what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15. Fools think their own way is right but the wise listen to others. <laughs> I've been a fool, I don't know about you. Fools think their own way is right. But wise people listen to others. They listen before they act. They don't think they know it all, but they've surrounded themselves with people who care more about them than their feelings, and they listen to their advice. Man, the other day I got the privilege to go to Costa Rica for a uh, church planning initiative. Really cool, um, but I, I, they're, they're wanting to really start planning churches in Costa Rica, and there's a lot of pastors that are needing education. So the part I was there was not for the education aspect of it. Um, the part I was there for was how do we get church planners and how do we train church planners in Costa Rica since we planted Foundations Church, and it's gone really well. And so um, I was there, and I got to meet with church planners at nighttime because all these guys that are wanting to plant churches are working during the day, and we had some business sessions during the day, but a couple of days, we had nothing to do during the day. I'm in Costa Rica. I just turned 40. I looked at my buddy. I go, let's do something new. Let's do something we've never done before. And so we decided to go surfing. Now, um, I, I, I did not know this, but Costa Rica is like in the top five of, in the world of surfing. And so they pick us up from this resort and they take us out into this uh, private beach, Playa Grande Beach, and there are eight to 10 foot waves coming at us. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And I just, I prayed, I'm just letting you know. I mean, it's like before you take, you know you do this. Before you take off on a plane, you're like, Jesus, I just, just confess any sins that I have that I have not <laughs> confessed before, and I just pray right, you've done it, you know you do. You just sit there and get serious for a second, you close your eyes, and you're like, okay, I'm good, I'm good. Um, pray this thing out. That was me <laughs> on the beach. I'm like, I know I'm here for a missions moment here, but dear God, if I have done anything, I am just messed up, you know, and, and so I'm looking at this and we have our own instructor and so before we get out there he sets this big long board down and he's like here's what I want you to do you know and he gives us all the instructions and to condense this to a message he the big point was don't grab onto the board paddle 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 and then you've got to go from paddle 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 to pop up you know and that's what you do you've you got to pop it like a tot you know pop it pop it like <laughs> 
So, so, way too much sleep last night. Um, and so, it's easy enough to do it on the beach. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I, I was like, oh, I got this. I got this. I'm gonna be the best American you've ever trained to surf. We get out there, and I mean, it's, I'm getting it handed to me. I, I'm, when you go under, you gotta cover your face so the surfboard doesn't like chop your face off, which I'm like, you can take a little bit off here, we might be okay. Um, but, so we get out there, and finally the instructor comes out, and he's like, okay. He would hold on to the surfboard, and he goes, you look straight ahead. I was like, okay, and so I'm waiting. He's like, wait, wait, and he'd go, paddle, 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 and he would start pushing me, okay? And I don't see what's coming, but he's pushing me, and he's paddle, 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 and then he'd say, up, 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 and you pop up and you go, and all of a sudden, I was surfing. And the next day, I didn't need his help that much because I learned how to surf on my own. But, but here's why I'm telling you this story. I couldn't see what was coming. I couldn't surf on my own. It was only by listening to somebody who saw what was coming, who was an expert at what I needed to do, that it made it possible for me to do what I had never done before. And many of you and us in this place, you know what, we're, we're just not listening. But even when we're listening, my whole, the whole dependence of me, the, the dependency of me getting up was listening and doing what my instructor said. And can I tell you, that's what God's doing. Many of us, we know what to do, but the reason we aren't living our life to the full, as Jesus said, the reason we're not living it to its potential is because we just aren't obeying what he's told us to do. We're not popping up. We're not bouncing. We're not paddle, paddle, paddling. He can see what's coming. If you would just listen and you would trust him, if you will listen and you will obey, you will start doing things you've never done before in your life, even as a 40, 50, 60-year-old. If you will listen and you will obey, he will have you doing things that you never dreamed you could ever do, that ever even be possible for your life, but you gotta be Obedient, you gotta do what he, what he says because you can't just listen to him. Because hear me, hear me, this is so big for us as followers of Christ. Partial obedience is still disobedience. Partial obedience, it's still disobedience. And you know what, the power of Christianity, the power of following Jesus Christ isn't by just knowing what to do, isn't just by listening to what to do, but it's in the doing, it's in the obeying. It's, you don't wanna know how we change the world instead of freaking out about Target? It's by fulfilling the great commission and being the church out there instead of complainers in here. That's how we do it. We become the church. There is power in obeying the commands of God. And I close with this, I gotta get going. First John chapter two, verse three through six says this. We can be sure that we know God if we obey his commands. Anyone who says, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commands is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. Check out verse five, but if someone obeys God's teaching, then in that person, God's love has truly reached its goal. And this is how we can be sure we are living in God. Whoever says that he lives in God must live as Jesus lived. And I'm gonna go back to verse four, and it just simply says, anyone who says, I know God, 
but doesn't obey God's command is a liar. And it's not my truth, it's not my, my, my book, not my writing, is a liar. And the truth is not in that person, but we can be sure that we know God if we obey his commands. Can I tell you, man, surround yourself with the right people. Surround yourself with the people that you, man, that are gonna make you better, that are gonna reward you. And listen to what God is speaking to you, but don't let it just be information. But do act on what he says. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And we thank you for today. And Jesus, I, I pray that we would learn from this life of Rehoboam. Lord, that at 41 years old, he paid the price of not surrounding himself with the right people. And Lord, no matter what stage of life we get to, no matter where we're at, no matter how much completely we follow you and we're a follower of you, Jesus, God, this is just still so true for us. Don't let us be misled. Some of us, the truth is, we gotta hang, we gotta, we gotta change who we're hanging out with. Because we want our potential to become a reality, but the problem is right now, our reality is cutting into our potential. And we think we're an exclusion to the world when we're just showing that we're an example of its truth. And Lord, I pray that in this place, there's some change that needs to happen with the company we're keeping. And that, Lord, we would surround ourselves with men of God, with women of God, who speak your wisdom and your word into our life. And that, Lord, we would listen before we act. God, so many times we act before we listen just to find out that we've taken the wrong action. But Lord, I pray today that we would listen before we act, but Lord, that we would for sure take action. Lord, move in us, move in us. In Jesus' name I pray. Believe, belong, become. Join in our vision here at Foundations Church. Services are every Sunday at 9 and 1045 a.m. And our youth service voltage is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more about us or to get plugged in, check us out online at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.